Hey everybody, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know what time it is when you're listening to this, but welcome back to another episode of Books, Fights, Booze, the podcast. Hello, hello everybody, welcome back. Okay, so we have a lot to cover in this episode and a lot of exciting news. Should we tell them now? Or like- oh yes, tell them. So um, this book that we've been reading for February, The Dating Plan by Sarah Desay, we are actually interviewing her for our next episode. So not this one, but the last episode when we uh, wrap up everything part two. Um, yeah, we're going to have an exclusive interview with her. So Definitely tune into that, especially if you've read this book or The Marriage Plan by her, which we might add to our list, I don't know, later on or something, because I'm really loving this one so far. I would love that. I'm so excited to have her on here and just ask her all the questions. Yes. So if you guys have any specific questions that you would like to know, email us at bookspikesbooze at gmail.com or... um, Comment on our Instagrams, shoot us a DM on Instagram. It's at Books Bites Booze, however you want to do it. Anyway, Alexis, how are you? I am so good. I am a little, um, I'm deceased, honestly. Like, I'm so tired. <laughs> I was at Cheesecake Factory all weekend working away, and I got promoted to cashier recently, but I'm oh. there. Yeah, so, but, um, with that, I have to wait until the restaurant closes to leave. Mm-hmm. So I'm there until like one, two in the morning, sometimes yeah, three. So yeah, my schedule has flipped. Yeah, <laughs> that's awful. Ugh. Yeah. What about you? How's the new job going? The new job's going good. Yes, very good. I'm really liking it. Other than that, not a lot. We got a lot of snow last week. Oh my God, I saw crazy. that. But we kind of loved it. I was like a kid. I mean, living in Mobile for like six years, I didn't see. I think I saw snow one time down there and it didn't even stick. You know how that is. So, um, yeah, up here it's definitely different, but it was really nice. We were like kids. We built a big snowman in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was fun. I was so jealous. I mean, we're only an hour and a half away, but like we barely got anything. Like just maybe half an inch and it was gone you know, the next day by noon. So yeah, there were parts of Huntsville too, that didn't get as much as we got, but at my house, and then there were some places that got more than we did, but oh my gosh, we, we loved it. I know some people were like, oh my God, I'm so sick of it, but (laughs) I got to to work from home all week. So that was kind of nice. Yes, I tried to wake up early so I could take Asher out before it started snowing because, you know, he's got part husky in him. So he loves it. And so we took him out and he was just in awe of it. Like he just sat down on the snow and just watched all the snow come down around him. He was just freaking out. He loved it. My cats (laughs) did not leave their cat tower. There were so many birds outside (laughs) and they were just all about it. But they were very confused, too. They weren't very sure about it. I love that. Well, maybe next time we get a major snowstorm, we'll get something. Next time it'll be y'all and not us, probably. Yeah, but everybody brought bought the bread and milk. All of the shelves in the grocery <laughs> store still were cleared out. Yes, they were. Yes. You say snow or ice, people just go crazy. They freak out. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was way worse in Texas, though. Like, oh, terrible. A lot of people had power outages and stuff and that's just something we're not used to in the south yeah uh, one of my really good friends she just moved to houston like two years ago and she's been posting stories and 
and like updating everybody and it was like 35 degrees in her apartment for a couple of days and mm -hmm. she would like her power would come on for maybe an hour she'd get a little bit warm and then it would cut off immediately like she just that's awful so everybody in texas we're thinking of you i'm so sorry yes definitely yeah so we're recording this a little earlier than we usually do usually we record like in the evening time but this is a little earlier but we still have cocktail recipes for you guys yes books so, and booze major part of it <laughs> i mean might just be my favorite part of the whole thing i don't know <laughs> so what are you drinking um, i am drinking it's kind of simple but if you're listening to this in the morning um do you like flavored coffee Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Okay. So some people don't like flavored coffee, but I love the Donut Shop brand. Um, Nutty Caramel is the Ooh. flavor, and it is so good. So I'm having that with rum chata. Oh my goodness, yeah. And like a splash of milk. If anybody's ever had rum chata, if you haven't, it's kind of like a Bailey's almost. But it's good. It's like, yeah, oh my God, <laughs> so good. So just kind of something simple, but honestly, I put a, a good damn bit of rum chata in this. I'm not gonna lie. It's so, a good morning. It's definitely a busy drink, <laughs> and it's in a really cute rum chata mug. I might. I, I love how on brand you are right now. Like you've just got the rum chata drink and yes. the rum chata mug. It's so I cute. I think it was like a dirty Santa present at Christmas, and like a bottle of rum chata came with two of these really big mugs. And some coffee or something. I don't know. Anyway, but I love a big mug. My boyfriend thinks I'm crazy because coffee doesn't even fill up like half of the mug. But I just <laughs> love a big mug. I don't. I it's don't a know why. Feel. It's like holding a bowl of soup or something. It is. So yeah. Good. I like to just the comfort. I don't know. Anyway. What are you drinking, Alexis? <laughs> okay, so I went out for drinks with some friends this week, and this restaurant had an apple cinnamon mule. And it was so good. So I have an apple cinnamon mule with me. Um, my friend Kyle stole his little copper mug from his restaurant that he works at. So I have that one. And it's just uh, like two ounces of vodka, two ounces of apple cider. And then it's just like a little splash of lime juice, however much you like. And then three ounces of ginger beer. And you put just like a little apple slice on top if you want to make it pretty. Maybe a cinnamon stick if you want to go crazy. But um, oh my god, that sounds so good. Uh, I think it's my new favorite drink. It's so oh, good. and I love like I told you I went to um, a place called Black Bear Brewery that's up here in Huntsville and had a blackberry Moscow Mule. Mm. So freaking good. So um, that definitely sounds good. And maybe I'll try that next week. I love the Moscow Mule cups, like the the little gold and like brass cups. Anyway. Yeah, it was so funny. He stole them, brought them home when we were living together, and then he put them in the wash, like in the dishwasher. <laughs> and you can't do that because they oh, just turn no. blue. And so they're just blue. Well, I have made the mistake of leaving like uh, one of my wine glasses that had, you know, like writing or a saying on it. And I left my shaker, like martini shaker, at my friend's apartment, and they washed them in the dishwasher, and I uh, had a heart attack. When I went over there, there were spots all over, and I was like, you can't uh, Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, anyway, so now the time has come. Are you excited to talk about it? Uh, 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm really loving it. I think a lot of people, I saw, I've been seeing this one a lot on Instagram too. So I think a good amount of people chose this for um, their January book of the month was technically when this one was. So we're, you actually chose this one. I chose the first one. Yeah. You chose this, this one. Yes, Valentine's Day, month of love. To start, I'm going to kind of introduce you guys to the main characters like we did last time. So you can kind of get a feel for their personalities, what they're like, and kind of set the stage for the discussion. The main character is Daisy Patel. And oh, Daisy, she is, she's she a is a, the star, she's 27. She's a software engineer. Very, very, very smart. Um, she's Indian. So she comes from a like religious, very close uh, family, like tight knit family, which we're definitely going to talk about because it's kind of what the whole story is based around. She has a dog named Max, who is her best friend and <laughs> companion. Um, but she's very techy, kind of smart, loves numbers. I mean, she's a freaking software engineer, so I guess she kind of got to love all that stuff. But she has an eclectic sense of style, so definitely kind of quirky and just definitely her own person. She's not, doesn't try to be anybody else. She is who she is, and she owns it, and I love it. Uh, She's a shoe fanatic, so I think like Liam, which we're going to talk about him, but he's mentioned a time or two, like how her shoes are just so sexy. Because she just, like, makes <laughs> the best shoes all the time. Um, that's the way I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> She's an introvert. I think that's partly because when she was young, her mom abandoned her, which we're going to get into a little more. And I think that's a big part of kind of who she is and why she does. Some of the things that she does is because she has a pretty rocky relationship with her mom. Well, really no relationship at all, but it does, you know, kind of affect her. And then we have Liam Murphy, who is the second main character in this book. It is a changing narrative. So we do see mostly from Daisy's uh, point of view, but we also see from Liam's occasionally too. So Liam is actually her brother's one-time best friend. So they were best friends back when they were younger. And um, he came from a pretty rocky and hard family, like childhood. So he was at their house most of the time because of family issues. But where Daisy is very smart and techie and really organized. I mean, she seriously said she had to have everything planned down to a T. Liam is the polar opposite. He was kind of the bad boy, but I don't know. You know how it is, Alexis, like when you have a childhood crush or something on, well, I guess you don't. You, well, I don't know. Did you? (laughs) Yeah, I never had the siblings. Yeah, you don't know. (laughs) No, I was the oldest cousin. But um, right. no, I'm an yeah. only child, so. Well, I totally yeah. know how it is to be young and have an older brother who has all his teenage friends over and you're the little sister and they're just, you know, just little childhood crushes, blah, blah. But her crush on Liam was actually a little more than that. He was supposed to take her to her high school prom and 
totally stood her up. So yeah, Yeah. that That was just terrible. That was sad to read. Yeah, I felt so the humiliation. Her heart. Um. Anyway, and but he's her teenage crush. Um. He had. He's Irish. Comes from a Irish family, and they're pretty rough crew, I would say. <laughs> um. But he has dark hair. He has a five o'clock shadow. Blue eyes. The polar opposite of Daisy. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it. I love their whole dynamic and like how they're just polar opposites, you know, opposites attract and yeah. And they're just, they're cute. All right. So the book pretty much starts and she's at this tech conference um, for their job uh, at organic care. She sells women's products, you know, like tampons and pads. And so with that, their company has to go to these conferences and talk to people who might invest in their company. And so she shows up and, uh, she is not prepared for the presentation, which is so unlike her, so out of character. Usually she'll be like ready for anything. And so she runs in the bathroom and grabs a bunch of pads out of the machine. Like, you know how you can put the quarters in and it'll shoot out the tampons and pads. And then lo and behold, her ex-boyfriend and her old boss are getting it on in the stall right next door. But she has to get these pads. So she's going in and she's getting them out of there and they're just making out, making noises, taking each other's clothes off right next to her. <laughs> um, so that, that was just hilarious. Yeah. I was just laughing the whole time. So she has to get, they're doing like a kind of like a product comparison. Yes. So she's getting like the competitors pads out of the women's bathroom and they just, she breaks the machine and they just, she described it as it was like they were just shooting rockets, like into her chest. Like so many of them were coming out. And her boyfriend and ex boss were making out right there in the stall. And she was just a mess. But it was, so funny. I yeah. laughed out loud so many times in this book. Oh my gosh. Yes. Cause I, I mean, like that's something that could happen, you know, like you just <laughs> messed up. You're trying to be quiet, trying not to make noise. And then all of a sudden the machine breaks and it just starts shooting at you when these people are right next to you that you don't want to know you're there (laughs) so so she grabs all the products she runs out the bathroom and then who does she bump into but lo and behold her old high school crush liam who she hasn't seen since high school prom when he stood her up so which was 10 years ago and yes he literally stood her up for her senior prom and disappeared she hadn't seen or heard from him since so She's always had this kind of animosity, you know, bitterness towards him. He broke her freaking heart. Yeah. So she's not excited to see him. To no. No. Especially when she's trying to run away. <laughs> yeah. Running away from her ex-boyfriend. Also, her aunt is there. And she has like four aunts, I think. And they are all trying to set her up with eligible bachelors for her to marry marry. you're like you're gonna marry this dude it's not like you're gonna date him like you're gonna marry him marry him yeah so they're trying to kind of like an arranged marriage like i said she comes from like an indian family so um that's kind of like common and she doesn't want that basically she's been avoiding marriage yeah she doesn't want to get married and settle down and have kids right now she's very career focused you know, that's just not her thing. So she's been avoiding it for years, but it's like every time she turns around, her aunts are everywhere she is with a new guy 
for her to meet and she's annoyed by it. (laughs) So she runs into Liam. I mean, like seriously crashed into Liam with all these pads in her hand. (laughs) (laughs) Which is embarrassing enough. They start talking. She's not, she's not like giving him a happy warm greeting. She's straight up like, you know, you screwed me over. Like, we're not friends. How could you disappear? Like you disappeared on me and my brother and my dad. Like you just abandoned all of us. And then who does she see coming around the corner? but her ex-boyfriend and her old boss and then her aunts are walking towards them with this new guy. So both of these things that she doesn't want to happen are walking towards them. And then she comes up with this idea and she's like, we're going to kiss because if we're kissing, then my ex-boyfriend's going to leave us alone. and going to think I'm over him. And my aunts are going to think that I'm with somebody new and I don't have to meet this guy. And so she just plants one right on him. Liam just takes her by the waist and they're kissing. And then they break apart. That's how the dating plan was born. It's the origin. I mean, she kind of uses him in that moment to get out of her problems. And we learn that he's also going through some family issues. So start to learn a little bit about Liam's history, too. And he has a pretty rocky uh, relationship with his family right now. So his family trauma is his grandfather recently passed away, which is why he ends up back in San Francisco. So he's been in New York City for 10 years or so, I guess, since he stood her up for the high school prom. So his grandfather recently passed away. He comes back to San Francisco. Um, Which let's just take the moment to say that he stood her up for prom and moved across the country from San Francisco to New York city. (laughs) He went literally to the other side of the country. Yeah. I can understand her bitterness basically. Yes. Yes, Completely. So, his grandfather owned the distillery that had been in their family for years and years and years. So the distillery was kind of the family business. His dad decided not to work for the distillery and not to take the distillery over. Instead, he opened up a car business, Mm -hmm. which left a bad taste in his grandfather's mouth, basically, which would be his dad's dad. But basically, it caused a rift in the family. He didn't want to work for the family business. He went and started his own thing. So Liam is on his grandfather's side. He thinks the distillery should remain in the family. His brother is on his dad's side and wants to take over the car company and kind of invest in that and let the distillery go. So they're definitely at odds right now about the family businesses. Uh, Liam also didn't have a great relationship with his father as his brother did. You know, he said that his father like would be his mom And they had to watch and it was just, he came from a really bad family home basically, which is why he spent so much time at the Patel's house as a kid and why him and Daisy's brother Sanjay were best friends because he had to get away from that kind of rough home life. Yeah. And a big reason why he doesn't want, why Liam doesn't want his brother to have it is because if his brother gets it, he made it clear, like, he's demolishing it, he's getting rid of it, it's going to be gone, like, Liam wants to protect it because, you know, it was passed down in their family for so long. 
Right. They have an attorney come in and read his grandfather's will. And his grandfather does give the distillery to Liam, but under one condition, he has to be married by his next birthday, which is in like two months. (laughs) Great timing. Yeah. And he has like no women in his life. I mean, he has a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yes. He has a lot of women in his life, but none that I would say he's going to get down on one knee and propose to. No. So he's not really the committing type, basically. He's not going to commit. <laughs> he sleeps around. He gets around. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> he hatches this plan to marry Daisy because he need, he has this condition that he has to fulfill in order to get the family business. And she's trying to get her matchmaking family off her back. Then the dating plan begins. So she agrees. They kind of set up this schedule because as we know, Daisy is a very scheduled person. (laughs) I have an Excel sheet. (laughs) Yeah. Like Liam is just like, oh yeah, let's go to Vegas and get married and that's it. We're good. And Daisy's like, no. (laughs) So she's like, if we're going to do this, you know, it has to be kind of the right way and we have to make it believable. Yeah, because her aunties are going to see through that if it's fake. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We also have to keep in mind that her dad, I mean, her, she has a very kind of close relationship with her dad. He knows Liam pretty well. I mean, he, he hung out with the family as a child. He was Sanjay's childhood best friend. So her dad knows him very well, which means he's very familiar with him breaking her heart and standing her up for senior prom. And he hasn't seen him since. Yeah, but her father is away. Um, he's doing some travel thing, and I think it's Europe because he always goes on these crazy expeditions. And Daisy used to go with him, and he would go travel and hike in jungles and climb mountains, yeah, all and, these kind of things. So he has like a new woman in his life, and that's where they're at. Yes, she agrees to this crazy plan. Um, And so she has to kind of set it up to where different members of her family meet him at different times and they have to be seen together here. And I have a family member that works here, so we need to go have dinner there and we have to like, you know, make it look realistic, basically. Whereas he's like, let's just do it and get it over with. And why do we have to do this? Yes. Oh, and a big part of it, which I forgot to mention earlier So when they ran into each other at the conference and they kissed, Daisy got all flustered and just was going with it and told her, her told her ex-boyfriend that they were engaged, that she was engaged to Liam. Well, lo and behold, her aunties walk up and they hear that. They're like, you're engaged. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of like to her family, Daisy's already engaged. Like her auntie's already telling everybody. So, so while they're like faking this and trying to make it look realistic, we definitely see from both sides how there's like hidden kind of old feelings that are still there. I think back in the day, Liam loved her Daisy, but I guess it was kind of a weird relationship. I mean, that was his best friend's little sister. That's probably kind of like, "Eh," I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. And like, and it was pretty far-fetched for her in her mind because it's like her older brother's best friend and like, he's the bad boy. Everybody likes him. He's always bringing over these beautiful girls that he's dating. So, I mean, obviously she really 
liked him and when they were going to go to prom together that was like a big deal for her so right yeah and to stand her up on her senior prom i mean okay to me i prom was never a really big thing for me that's i don't know it just never was for me i went with a friend yeah <laughs> I would, yeah and so like i don't i didn't even go to like my junior prom and i only went to my senior prom because i was like okay whatever it's senior prom i guess i have to go <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just never my thing but i noticed some people it is and so i could definitely yeah. see how that would be a pretty big heartbreak to her but i mean we definitely see how liam does have really really strong feelings for her that he's kind of scared to say I guess so anyway we do find out well we actually don't know yet but we know that there's something that happened the night of senior prom which caused him to kind of run away we don't know what it is but he's kind of like talked a little bit about it so, yeah, we don't really know what it's leading up to or what happened that night, but apparently there is something that went down that caused him to not go to senior prom that night. Yes, I'm really excited to hear what it is. Like, I don't, like, I don't know what kind of a turn it's going to take. Like, is it yeah. going to be like, like, what kind of scandal? Because it said that if he talks about it, then Sanjay is going to be completely estranged from his family. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I do think it has something. Yeah, it's definitely something that has to do with Sanjay, her yeah. older brother. Where are we to find out? I'm excited to see. <laughs> yeah, pretty much for the rest of it. I think it's just the, like, we read up until chapter 20. So I think yeah. up until then, it's just, like, scheduled dates. Like, they go and see her, one of her aunties or her cousins who owns a wedding dress shop. And they go and get outfits for their cousin's wedding. And then they go to get some food at another place where another one of her family members. Oh, just <laughs> yeah. so many family members. Yeah, um, so this definitely, like, this whole plan that's, like, a spreadsheet that they're following of all these dates that they have to go to before, um they kind of get married or whatever yes and he still wants to go to vegas and just get married by elvis oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then she ends up getting a phone call from her dad in the middle of the night from the other side of the world and instantly she knows that he knows that she's engaged and he is basically like, so who's this guy? Why are you dating this guy? I don't know this guy. How could you do this? Like, I am your father. We're super close. You're going to go meet the other guy that your aunties were trying to set you up with. And, you know, she's really close with her dad and she wants to, you know, res be respectful to him. And so she agrees, like, she'll go on one date with the other guy, um, which was so funny when she told Liam about it. Liam was like, oh, Okay, like got a little jealous about it. Yeah. <laughs> but you can just tell that her and her dad have a lot of like a really good relationship and obviously a lot of history between the two of them. And I think that was a moment where Daisy was just like, you know, do I really want to go through with this? Like, is this worth it to lie to him and be fake to my father? So right. that was a rough part for her. And I really enjoyed seeing her memories with her family like as we keep reading she'll talk about little things from her past or like little meals that she had with her family and I really love seeing that with her and I just think that builds her character a lot 
Yeah, there was this part where they they went to this Indian restaurant to eat where her family worked. And Liam ordered something off the menu and got it like extra hot because her dad had made this meal when they were little all the time. And he was like, oh my God, like your dad's is so good. And she was like, I don't think you should get extra hot. Like you should really just get regular. He was like, no, like your dad always used to make extra hot and it like wasn't even that hot. And she was like, he was lying to you. (laughs) <laughs> and just to, like make you feel good he actually made it regular and he was like no you're lying so he ordered extra hot and like could not take it basically like, handle the heat <laughs> in that restaurant and he was so mad after that because he was like oh my god like I thought all these years my life is a lie no it's all those moments and like it just it, in moments like that Daisy loses focus on the fact that it's not real and like she starts enjoying it like they really are dating they really are engaged and um she it kind of snaps her back to reality in a bit when the date is over because she's like yeah that that wasn't real and liam kind of catches on that she's having feelings for him too and i think he even tries to kind of make a move and daisy kind of confirms like this is fake right even though she really does like him so they're kind of getting to this point where it could become real but who's gonna give in first she is like not gonna give in basically because it's daisy patel right (laughs) she's just like we said she's very strong-willed and she's gonna stand her ground no matter what so it's kind of like fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me and she's not gonna give him a second chance so so can we can we talk about the steamy moment that they had on the couch? I would love very to. Steamy. <laughs> very, very, very steamy. And then it gets ruined by her aunts. <laughs> of course. The aunties are everywhere. They always have to be there to come in at the worst opportune moments, you know? Yes, like they were just in right in the middle and boom. Her mm-hmm. aunts start pounding at the door. But there is some steam in here, too. So if you like some steam with your romance novels, then this is definitely a good one. <laughs> and some humor, because, I, I mean, seriously, I cannot even tell y'all how much this book has made me laugh. I really wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it is. So how do you think it's going to end? I honestly have no idea. I... I'm wondering if it's going to start to take a more serious tone because I think up until now it's been very witty, smarty comebacks, you know? Yeah. It's super funny, but I just don't know if once that secret that Liam's hiding comes out, if that's going to be the turning point and it becomes more serious. I don't know if it's going to be like something they can handle. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, My prediction is that they will end up together. Oh, yes, I think they're gonna, I think they'll go through with the marriage and then they won't end up getting divorced after a year that they say. Oh, and that was also one of the conditions. Not only does he have to get married by his next birthday, but it has to at least last a year for him to get the distillery. If not, his brother gets it. And when his brother gets it, he's going to tear it down. Yeah, which is not going to happen. No. So that's my prediction. That's That's my prediction. (laughs) I'm hoping if all goes right in the world, I think that Sanjay did something bad 
And I think Liam covered for him. And I think that in order to protect him, obviously he went to New York. And then I think once that comes out, I don't know how Daisy's going to handle it because I feel like she's really type A. So that I don't really know, but I feel like she's going to forgive him because it's her brother. And then I would love it if Daisy and Liam take over the distillery and like fully run it. And like she leaves, I don't know if she's going to leave organic hair because she does love that company. Yeah. She really does love it. But I don't know. I could see them both leaving and going to the distillery maybe. Yeah, and if you've read this one, I'm so glad that you're following along with us. Definitely send us your questions for Sarah. We are so excited to interview her and have her as a guest on our podcast next episode. So um, definitely send us your questions for her. Now, I guess we can get to our recipes. Okay, this week we... I didn't cook as much, but my roommate Bethany cooked a lot. So I live with Tim and his sister Bethany, and she is a really good cook. So Bethany made this spaghetti squash that was so good. I asked her for the recipe. She took a whole squash, like one of the big ones, cut it in half. She put olive oil, salt, pepper on it on both sides, then put it in the oven to bake for, she said, I think about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Just keep an eye on it. And you pull that out and you just take a fork and start scraping it. And you just make like the little spaghetti squash noodles or little squash noodles. And once you do that, she just took regular marinara sauce. So whatever you like, if you like the four cheese, any kind that you like, if you like it more peppery, get that kind. And then instead of using the regular just ground beef, she got Italian sausage and she used that. And it was so good. So she just stirred the Italian sausage up in the marinara sauce and then mixed it all together, heated it up, and then put it on top of the spaghetti squash noodles. Yum. Oh it God, was so good. Amazing. Yay. So I'm actually going to play off that. And I'm going to give you guys, actually, I got this recipe from my boyfriend and he got it from his mom. So technically, this is my boyfriend's mom's spaghetti sauce recipe though so like marinara pasta sauce and it is so freaking good it is like the only way I will eat my spaghetti now and it's so easy but all you need is a can of tomato sauce a can of tomato paste and a white onion diced minced garlic so you can either Use, you know, the already mints that you buy, but we use fresh garlic. Saute um, your onions and garlic in olive oil. Once they're kind of soft and lightly brown, add your can of tomato sauce and tomato paste. And you can honestly let it sit there for hours and hours. Really, the longer you cook it, the thicker it kind of gets and the better it gets, I think. And then we add all kinds of different spices. So add whatever you like. We add like some oregano, fresh basil, parsley, a little bit of red pepper flakes just to give it like a little spice. Yeah. It's so easy and it is honestly like the best spaghetti sauce ever. And I mean, it's so easy just to put it on early and let it just cook and cook for hours also do these parmesan meatballs you can like hand make these but we just buy 
the bag of like the frozen meatballs and then spread them out in a cast iron skillet. Top them with olive oil, Parmesan cheese, and some more oregano. Bake them for however long the package says. I don't even remember. But I think it's like 15 to 20 minutes, something like that. Take them out in the the oven and then you just dump them into the spaghetti sauce. You get all that Parmesan cheese and stuff. Um, Oh my God. It is so good so it's like really easy you don't have to have that many ingredients but if you're wanting that sounds amazing fancier and make it your own it's so easy and so good the best spaghetti sauce so so what i'm hearing is combine both of our recipes do the squash noodles and take your sauce and put them together yes yes that sounds amazing So I think that's it for this episode, Alexis. No, it went by so fast. (laughs) It was so good. We had so much to talk about. Yes, we are, like we've already said a million times, so excited for the next episode. Definitely tune in for part two. Send us your questions if you want our referral code for Book of the Month to get a free book when you sign up. Email us at booksbytesbooze at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at booze, and don't forget to leave a review, subscribe. Yes, and if you try any of the recipes, let us know. Send us a picture. I would love to yeah, see Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to put y'all on our story and stuff. So if you try any of our recipes or drink recipes, send us a picture. Yes. Thank y'all so much for tuning along and reading with yeah. us and doing the things. Yeah, we're having so much fun and we promise we're only going to get better from here. So just keep (laughs) listening. We want to keep bringing you guys a lot of exciting stuff. And this interview with Sarah is just the start. I'm so excited. Thanks for listening. And we will see you guys next time. Bye, Madison. Bye, Bye, friends.